Hi, I'm Sabrina Soto. I believe the best conversations are with friends who are really able to open themselves up and share their lives, both the good parts and the bad. You're going to be listening to some of those candid conversations and hopefully gaining some insight to help you redesign your life from the inside out. Hey guys, it's just me today and I'm going to be raw and real about parenting, what I thought about it before I was a parent and what I think about it now, which is vastly different. The fears that I have and the things that I'm so grateful for. First, I want to let you guys know that this episode is being sponsored by Agility Bed. I just got Olivia an Agility mattress and I'm telling you, it is so dreamy. If you are looking for a mattress, I highly recommend Agility Bed. And right now they're having a President's Day sale. You get $200 off of any mattress purchase and a free gift with a queen purchase or larger of two traditional cooling foam pillows. The sale ends on February 23rd. So go to agilitybed.com Sabrina and the code will be on the site. Okay, let's get started. First, I want to start by saying I actually wrote a letter, I want to say it was right after I had Olivia back in 2016. It was an open letter to all of my friends who had kids before I did. I had so much to apologize for. And I'll go down the list because I think it's ridiculous. And I guess looking back now, I can actually say what's ridiculous. I have bullet points. First, I was super judgy. Um... I was judgy not only about seeing moms sometimes disheveled at Target, but even judgy about saying that my friends didn't have time. I thought they were lying to me. (laughs) Um, I used to only throw adult-only parties, which is ridiculous. But first, the judging on if I saw a woman with her hair in a bun and yoga pants on all the time. What's hilarious now is that that's pretty much my uniform now during the day. I go to yoga and then I start running errands. I don't have time to go home, get primped for who, especially now, right? But the fact that I used to think, because I had a lot of time on them hands. By the way, I used to allot an hour and a half to get ready before I had Olivia. What in God's name did I need an hour and a half for? What did I do with that time? Now, I allot on a good day, 40 minutes. That's including a shower, washing my hair, blow drying it, styling it in the whole nine. Um, Most of the days, I don't even have 40 minutes. So that's a bunch of BS on my end. Then the not having time to do stuff. Oh, See, I still have a lot of friends who don't have kids. Thankfully, they are in my life so much that they see how much I juggle. But now that I wake up at sometimes 5.30 in the morning, usually 6, and working and taking care of Olivia and school and this and that and the cooking and the cleaning and the... I don't have a lot of time to talk to my friends. And I hate it. I miss it. But I don't have time. Back before I had kids, I didn't think... I thought that they were just like, if you don't have a job... I mean, really, girl. Then when they're at school, don't you have time to talk to me? No. No, I don't. You don't want to know why? Because I am working or I am 
grocery shopping or I'm doing laundry and I am doing a million things and it's hard sometimes to do both. No excuse, guys. Gosh, now I say what a judgy B I was. I sound awful. <laughs> and then the throwing of the adult-only parties. I mean, even my wedding when I got married a long time ago uh, was an adult-only event. And here's the worst part of that. It was in Hawaii. <laughs> Why? I mean, talk about selfish. I threw an adult-only wedding in a, the most, one of the most beautiful, family-friendly places in the world. Shame on me. So I'm sorry. I'm really sorry to all of my friends. I hope you accept my apology. I know better now. When you know better, you do better. And now I do better. I don't think I've had an adult party since I've had Olivia. As a matter of fact, I know I haven't. The only time I actually have had an adult-only party since I've had Olivia is when we went salsa dancing and the party started at 10. Olivia was already sleeping. So I'm sorry for that. Most of my parties now are all inclusive. Please bring your kids. No, as a matter of fact, no, please bring your kids so that they can play and have fun. And I just also know the expense of having a babysitter when you're invited to an adult-only event. It's not cheap. It's at least $100 a night, depending on how long the party is, if not more, plus all the other expenses. So if you are going to have a party and you're my friend, and I'm hoping that the party starts way before 10 p.m. because by that time I'm already in bed. Who am I kidding? So there's that. There's another thing that I did that is so judgy, and I'm telling you guys now because it involves my sister, and my sister doesn't even listen to my podcast, so she's not going to know. And if you're friends with her, do not tell her this. I am asking you, please. But my sister, when she, she has four kids, by the way, four, yeah, four. And when she, before I had Olivia, I lived in New York City and she lives in California, which I live now. She wanted to run a marathon. My sister's always been an amazing runner. As a matter of fact, when we were in high school, my sister was a track star and a cross country star. And because I'm her little sister and I wanted to be like her, I thought that I can do the same. Uh, the universe told me that is not the case. I was not capable of running not only at the speeds that my sister ran at, but uh, at all. My first cross-country match, I hung on to a tree in Griffith Park and vomited my tiger milk bar, which I thought was going to give me energy uh, and make me a star. None of that happened. But anyway, back to my story. So my sister in her, wow, late 30s, decided she wanted to run a marathon. And I can't believe I'm admitting this, but please don't judge me because I've already judged myself for this, but I'm just telling you the truth. I was like, God, that's kind of selfish of her. She's got four kids and it took a lot to train for that marathon. She killed it in the marathon, like really I was there. I was crying. It was so exciting. And now looking back, first of all, how dare I judge her for creating her own space in her own life to have something that was just for her independently of being a mom or being a wife or being a sister or a daughter, all of that. She created a space for herself that was so healthy and she was so proud of. And now as a mom, I look at that, I'm like, bravo. But it's so easy before you have children to 
really judge people's parenting and their point of view. I was also in New York when I lived there. My friend had visited me. She had a two-year-old, Nicole. Hello. I know you're listening. And she was with her two-year-old and the two-year-old was throwing a tantrum. And I had the audacity to tell her how to deal with it. And ah, man, you just don't know what you're dealing with until you're in that space. So here's what I now know. I know it sucks if you're on a plane and there's a little kid next to you who's screaming and crying. I know it sucks for you because you paid just as much and you want peace and quiet and to watch your Netflix show or whatever. But here's the thing. You think that mom isn't, she's mortified, mortified that her kid is screaming and crying like this. And trust me, she's doing everything she possibly can to help the situation. But a child is a child. And there's sometimes there's no way to really calm them down, especially on a plane when you all know as adults, when the plane is taking off or landing, you could open up, you know, your throat to let the pressure happen. And yes, we can give the kid some water or milk or have them chew on something, but gosh, it's just sometimes not that easy. So give parents a break, especially if you're traveling or especially if you see them at the grocery store and the kids having a little bit of a tantrum. Um, another thing that I've learned too is independence. And especially as a single mom, I've struggled with this. I wrote a whole blog about it a few weeks ago about traveling by myself to my cousin's wedding in the South of France and then extending that trip. Hashtag selfish. That's all I said to myself. You are being a little selfish. You should probably just get home to Olivia, be a good mom. And I fought through that negative self-talk because I am a single mom and I have Olivia most of the time and I deserve to have a little bit of time off. And so I took that time and I wrote a blog about it. But what I learned mostly about that trip was not only that I have the capability and the strength to travel by myself without a partner, without a friend, just me with my thoughts, but that Every mom and every dad, this, I don't care if you're single or if you're with your partner, you deserve that time by yourself to create your own identity because it actually makes you a stronger parent when you come back. And I know that sounds cliche and I know you hear that a lot, but it's really true. I feel like I'm a different mom now than I was before that trip. And weirdly, the reason why I'm talking about all of this shenanigans right now is because last night I sort of felt that itch of another trip that I need to take this year at the end of the year, whether it be Bali, which I want to go to in Tokyo, and I want to go back to Spain to see my friend and also to visit the places that my great grandparents were from. I think it's okay to do that, to create your own memories, because there's a million memories that we can create with our children in the Disneyland moments, a Legoland, whatever, the park. But it's a different sort of memory that you create by yourself in those quiet moments. And I can tell you this. Of course, you all have known the trials and tribulations I've had being a single mom and transitioning into that. And sometimes it takes you being really by yourself in a very uncomfortable place where you don't know anyone and I remember walking the streets. I would spend most of the days by myself, even though I had a friend who lived in Spain. I 
spent the days walking San Sebastian by myself. I started in the local church meditating and then I would just walk and walk and eat and just explore. And all of that walking without listening to music or a podcast, I just listened to the voices around me talking, the Spanish, the kids laughing and playing. You really have, it's almost like a sort of meditation. You really get into this groove of being in your own thoughts and with how busy we all are these days. I suppose you don't have to go to Spain or anywhere far to do that, but it's a lot easier when you don't have a house to come back to to clean, laundry to do, homework to go over, dinner to cook, all of the habits and chores that we have to do as parents or even as people in our own homes. It, we easily get distracted of the phone calls. I can, The list can go on and I won't bore you with them, but there's something to be said when you're just far away from home with nothing but exploring to do, where you learn a little bit more about yourself. It's a bit of a meditation. And I think, and you guys have heard me talk about it before, that meditation has really helped me a lot staying quiet because I am not quiet, not only in life, but in my own head. It's the constant chatter that I say over and over that meditation has helped me to just take a deep breath, listen to my intuition and quiet that mind. I want to take a quick break from the podcast to let you know that this episode is being sponsored by Agility Bed. I love these mattresses and they're having a huge President's Day sale. But if you're listening to this after the President's Day sale, you can still get $200 off of any mattress using the code Sabrina. Go to agilitybed.com forward slash Sabrina for more information. Back to the podcast. Okay, so we've been up and down and side to side on this. All of this rant and me going back and forth is to say that whether or not you're a parent, you have to find your identity in your own space, in your own time. And when you distract yourself constantly with to-do lists, work, working out, socializing, this and that, is when you lose yourself. And I suppose that's what I've learned from parenting that I perhaps didn't know before. And I think it's only because my life is a bit more hectic now than it's ever been. And I am responsible for another human. And that other human shows me, sort of is a mirror to me and my flaws, but also my strengths. It's a bit of an eye opener to life as a whole. And how sometimes we take it too seriously and sometimes we just never stop. So we started with me and what I thought about before parenting and how judgy I was, but I suppose now as a mother, I am a little bit more patient with life, with myself, with my friends, my family. I am by no means at all perfect. I still find myself getting in my head and sometimes, and I'll be honest, judging other parents. And I've been lucky enough to have great friends that we have open dialogue about this, that we both like go back and forth about opening our eyes of how other people are dealing with the same things, but in their own way. And there's no right and wrong way about it. We're all sort of doing our best for the most part. Um, but 
in the long haul of it all is that it is okay to take time for yourself. And we all talk about this self-care stuff. It's, I think, a big word in social media right now, self-care. And what it really means is not spa, manicure, yoga. It is taking time for yourself, being selfish. Another word that I think has a negative sort of like charge behind it. Being selfish isn't a bad thing. Being selfish means that you're taking care of yourself so that you can be a better person for the people around you. And it's taken me a long time to figure that out because I am such a giver, which is another podcast of (laughs) almost being too much of a giver that you have nothing left for yourself. But we'll talk about that another week. But it is okay to be selfish. It's okay to take care of yourself first. It's that same thing that I've talked about in another podcast when you're on a plane. They say, put on your air mask before you put on your child. And, you know, I wondered about that the other day, if I would be able to do that, truthfully, if I wouldn't put it in, on Olivia before I put out myself, and I'd be lying if I said that given that circumstance, I don't know what I would do, truthfully. And I hope you don't judge me for that because I know that seems really unhealthy. But, you know, we all struggle about giving the, the balance between giving ourselves the same amount that we give our kids. But the truth of the matter is, if we don't take care of ourselves first, then we are less of a parent for our kid. And even if you don't have kids, if you don't give to yourself first, you're less of a friend, partner, employee, daughter, son, all of that than you could be. So I guess in all of this, rant that I've been on today, and please forgive me, I hope the takeaway is that it is okay to take care of yourself and it is okay to take time for yourself and have a little bit of compassion for the people that maybe are struggling in a way that you don't know and have a little compassion for parents that are still struggling. And if you see me on a plane with Olivia, give me a high five. Um, Until next week, Guys, I love your feedback, so especially on social media because I try to read all of my direct messages and I asked people today for their topic ideas. Please send me topic ideas or guests that you want for the new season of Redesigning Life. I so appreciate your support and if you can rate and review this podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen, I totally appreciate it. Um, Until next time, thank you so much for your support and thanks for listening to the podcast. Hope you guys have an amazing week. 